Hello there and welcome into another edition of the Intersection Podcast with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Well, it's more content from my Back to School series of conversations on the Meeting House on Faith Radio. Mark Hancock of Trail Life USA discusses the proven process of setting boys up to grow in the Lord and to become men who love and serve God. Then, psychologist and Christian communicator Allison Cook explores what can keep believers from becoming who God intends for them to be. That includes being trapped by pain from the past. She offers some biblical insight. And on this edition of The Intersection, the next Kendrick Brothers film is now in theaters. It's a pro-life, pro-adoption story rooted in a Christian worldview. Alex and Stephen Kendrick provide some background into the film and elaborate on its concept coming up. Finally, it's back to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. Christina Baker is someone who experienced quite a lot of negativity in her life prior to coming to Christ. Now she provides positive 60-second messages on the Internet. You can learn more about her heart for this unique ministry ahead. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Mark Hancock is the CEO of a boys scouting adventure and character building organization called Trail Life USA. In another installment of a recent Meeting House Back to School series, he offered comments on preparing boys for school and for life, encouraging them to grow up to be men who love and serve God. Here now from that conversation is Mark Hancock. They're twice as likely to be in special education, three times more likely to have ADHD. They're falling behind in every academic category that there is. Uh, they are leading in one category, and that's suicides mm. and boys from the age of 10 to 14. They're, they're just taking off in that category. So we know that boys are in trouble. We talk about them as being like the canaries in the coal mine, and they've stopped singing. There's, there's something that's affecting them in our culture, and they're uh, they're feeling the effects of really a generation or more of being dismissed as as you know in, for their uh, for, for for how it is that, that that they're created to be, and so we've identified a couple things, and, and the proven process addresses these, and we're finding that we're having great success in helping boys grow into godly men. We talk about boys being in, in our culture; they're they're largely unguided, ungrounded, unappreciated, and uninspired. And we take those things on in Trail Life USA. We guide, we ground, we, we appreciate, and we inspire uh, boys in a culture that seems to have forgotten about uh, the marvel and the wonder of a boy. So we're having great success with that um, all across the country. We're now in uh, almost 950 churches in all 50 states, over 40,000 members in Trail Life USA. So we're seeing great success in uh, turning boys into godly men. So what do you see as perhaps when you talk about this proven process and you mentioned those four different areas that you're addressing, what do you see perhaps as maybe the the keys to addressing these issues? Maybe one or two of the most successful things that you've found. Yeah, great question. And, and uh, here's how we break it down. You can find this proven process at our, at our website. In fact, right now you can download for free Raising Godly Boys, which talks about the proven process. But mm. when we talk about boys being unguided, uh, what we understand is that uh, you know there's a shortage of male role models. You know, one in four boys doesn't have a father in the household. Seventy-six uh, percent of teachers are female. 
Uh, and there's so many other things affecting boys in our society. Girls have wonderful models and the single moms who are doing a great job, a Herculean task of, of raising a family without a father. And then the girls go to school and they see a female teacher there who's who's in charge and leading and someone to look up to. Boys don't have those kind, kind of models that, 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 that girls do. And so that's affecting them. They don't have someone they can look to and they can say, okay, that's that's that person's like me. Um, so they're largely unguided. And so in Trail Life, we provide these godly mentors, mentors, you know, background checked, trained, um, equipped Christian men who lead boys in a male-centric environment. And that's just powerful for boys to be around men who are winning and focused men and leading them. It's giving them a picture of who it is they can be. We also talk about how they're ungrounded. You know, when we talk about the generational values and norms, you know, 58% of Americans no longer believe that God and the Bible are the means for determining morality and truth. I mean, that's shocking and boys are growing up in that culture without a moral compass and so in trail life we we provide an unapologetically christian stance uh that lets boys know that there are things that ground them and then we talk about being unappreciated in our culture with the gender blurring that going that's going on it fails to allow for the differences between boys and girls you know the developmental differences there's physical differences social differences uh, uh the way the brains work psychologically um, there's so many differences between boys and girls and as I said earlier on, uh, you know, schools are designed primarily for the way that girls girls think and the way the girls work. And, you know, the girls were behind in a lot of academic categories and we adjusted the way that we deliver our education. And now girls are just excelling in that and boys are falling behind. Now there's more women going to college than men, more women getting master's degrees, doctoral degrees. And then um, you know, the effects of that are beginning to, to, to show their way because boys just don't feel like they belong in the kind of environments that we're delivering to them. So in trail life, we give them boy-focused environment that recognizes the rough and tumble uh, part of a boy, the risk and competition that they enjoy so much. And then we talk about boys as being uninspired. You know, boys, uh, boys will lose interest when there's not anything at stake. You know, so when you have participation trophies or you're playing games and you're not keeping score, um, that takes away from boys their opportunity to be competitive and and which is something that drives them. So their question is, why should I even try if nobody's keeping score, if everyone's going to get a trophy? So uh, in Trail Life, we provide challenging opportunities with a robust awards program and challenges for boys so that we're inspiring them to do hard things and then succeed. And this failure to launch that we're seeing in young men because we haven't expected much of them. Uh, and because of that, they get out on their first venture out into the real world and they discover, oh my gosh, it's a scary place. We, we show boys that, that there are challenges that you can encounter even as a boy and you can work hard at it and overcome that thing so that when they hit the real world, they recognize the challenges are things that can be overcome. Mark Hancock here on The Intersection. The organization's website address is traillifeusa.com. Next on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's Allison Cook. She is a psychologist, author, podcaster, and blogger. In our recent conversation, she shared elements of a person's identity in Christ and his or her relationship with the past. As she relates in the book, The Best of You, Break Free from Painful Patterns, Mend Your Past, and Discover Your True Self in God. Here now from that Meeting House conversation is Allison Cook. One of the things I talk about in the book is it's what psychologists call the fawn response, which is actually a way that in particular women learn to cope or survive really painful things in childhood. So, for example, what it's, if you think about a baby fawn, I, I grew up in Wyoming, we would bump into baby fawns. What they do is they make themselves tiny, they camouflage themselves, 
They try to be as safe and small as possible. And it's a survival skill. It's how they protect themselves. And so many women I see have learned that survival skill. They've learned to just shrink themselves down, stay really, really small. And you can almost feel it in your body, a tension of if I can just stay stay as small as possible, never say what I really feel or think or want or need, you know, I can stay safe. But the problem is you also, you, you might stay safe, you know, you might stay off other people's radar, but you also don't develop those healthy two-way relationships we all need, God designed us to have. If you don't know how to come into a relationship saying, man, this is what I love. This is who I am. This is who God made me to be. This is what I I want even. Um, If we don't learn how to do that, we stay really stuck. We feel invisible. And this is a way our bodies stay tense, right? We stay harbor anger or anxiety inside and we're not we're, we're we're not experiencing that fullness of life that Jesus talks about in our bodies in our relationships in our emotions right and so a lot of the work I do with women is is teaching them this is a this is a, a conditioned response that you learn to keep yourself safe it's a survival skill and you can learn healthy ways healthy ways small tiny brave ways to learn to bring more of your true self, to bring more of your, oh, I'd love to, you know, insert this idea into this conversation. I'd love to just um, open up a little more about where I've been hurt, just being a little bit more authentic, a little bit more real with each other about what we've been through. And that, that for many women is really, really hard because they've learned for so long to just stay small like that baby fawn in the wilderness to protect themselves. So how can spiritual growth and partaking or participating in the spiritual disciplines such as prayer and engaging with scripture, how can that be helpful with respect to perhaps breaking this sense of being stuck that you were referring to? Yeah, well, I believe prayer, especially reading the Bible, prayer, become a two, we have a two-way relationship with God. And so often when we go to prayer, we shove aside all the things, you know, we think, well, I have to get myself together to go study the word or to pray to God, right? We think we have to come to God with, you know, sort of making it all about him. And there are times when we need to do that, when prayer is worship, right? When prayer is adoration. Mm -hmm. But I, I love that ACTS acronym, you know, there's there's the adoration, there's confession, there's thanks, and there's supplement, right? There's a lot of different ways we come to God. And so in my own prayer life and what I teach other women is bring those painful emotions to God in prayer. God, we have a relate. you know, we, we say this, this sort of cliche, we have a relationship with God, but what does that really mean? Well, it means I get to come to God each morning and say, man, God, I... I am struggling. I don't, I don't know how to be here. I don't know how to be in this relationship. I don't know how to parent this morning. I'm angry. I'm, 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 I'm fearful. I'm doubting and, and being honest with God. We see that in the Psalms throughout the Bible, you know, but yet we get this idea that we can't come to God as we really are. And I think that's the first step towards finding that true identity because God knows anyway, God already knows. But as we come to God and then we engage with scripture and say, man, I'm struggling with this God or, or help me, help me learn like David, help me pray like David to search me and know me so that there's nothing hidden between us. So that all of who I am is 
brought before all of who you are, God, because that's freedom. That's true freedom. Even these wounds that I can't seem to shake, even these parts of my past that I can't seem but still have a lock on me, let me keep talking with you about, we have to wrestle with God, right? We have to be persistent with God. We see this throughout scripture, the persistent widow, you know, Jacob wrestling with God, like, let me continue, God, to come to you. And also, God, show me people who can also come alongside me with the skills, with the tools that I need. Maybe it's a therapist, right? Maybe it's a mentor. You know, so we need to just be constantly coming before God, I believe, honestly, with these challenges that we face. Allison Cook here on The Intersection. You can find out more by going to Dr. Dr. Allison with one L, drallisoncook.com slash book. Well, this is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or through the programming menu at faithradio.org. At The Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to The Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on The Intersection Podcast as well as The Meeting House radio program. You can find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple Podcast feed. You can also connect to video content and two blogs. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms, including Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms. Continuing now with this edition of the Intersection Podcast, the movie Life Mark is now in theaters the weekend this podcast is being released. It's a pro-life, pro-adoption movie from the Kendrick Brothers. Alex and Stephen Kendrick joined me recently to talk about the concept of the film, which is based on a true story. Here now from that conversation are Alex and Stephen Kendrick. Well, we're excited because uh, we we were turned down on this film. This is a pro-life, <laughs> pro-adoption, true story and uh, about a lady who does not have an abortion. She puts it up for adoption, and then her life is changed because she gets to meet her biological son 18 years later. And uh, the reunion is just powerful and inspirational. But uh, this movie is a true story. We were so moved by a real documentary we saw years ago that Kirk Cameron uh, connected us with. And we were like, we need to make this into a feature film. And we had no idea that Roe v. Wade was about to be overturned. Mm. We had no idea that God's plan and timing was perfect. But this movie's releasing in 48 states, 1,500 theaters. Fathom is releasing the film. Because all the studios wouldn't touch it. and uh, But we're, we're okay with that because it actually has opened up a wider release. It's opened up a greater opportunity for us to be able to present the gospel and challenge people spiritually at the end of the film. And uh, we know that the Lord's sovereignty and timing is in all of this, but it's a good movie. I mean, people are going to enjoy it. It's inspirational. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to be challenged. And it's definitely worth taking your family, your church, your business to go see. Well, Alex, let's talk about the process through which you guys actually discovered this story. Stephen mentioned that there was a documentary. Kirk Cameron was involved. Of course, you guys worked with Kirk on Fireproof, that movie that 
came out so many years ago. It's It's been around for a while. So reuniting with Kirk Cameron, he was involved. So how did God bring all these pieces together, Alex? We were finishing Overcomer in 2019. Kirk gives us a call, says, guys, you got to watch this. I just watched this short documentary about a true story, grabbed my heart. You got to see this. So we pull it up on YouTube. Stephen and I watch it. And it was so powerful. Basically, an 18-year-old girl rolls off the abortion table at the last second. The doctor hmm. was even irritated with her. And she chooses to place her baby for adoption. And that baby was adopted by a Christian couple that could not have their own children, were, raised him in a loving home. When that baby named David turned 18 years old, he gets to meet his biological mother for the first time. She thought he would hate her. And he it, that's not what happened. He wraps her up in a loving, warm hug and says, thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me live. Thank you for letting me be adopted. I love my family. And then some twists happened, some beautiful twists happened, which nobody expected. <laughs> and we're not going to tell you what those are yet, but we saw the actual footage of that reunion. It was filmed by a friend, and we saw it. Man, it was so powerful. This movie screams that life is valuable and worth protecting, that adoption is a beautiful ministry and a great option when, when someone finds himself uh, or herself in this scenario. And so we talked to the, all, the, all the family members on both sides, and we said, can we turn this into a feature film? Kirk Cameron helped us. He's in the film. And so we shot this in 2021, and it's now coming out. And little did we know that while this movie is being prepared to present to a mass audience in 1500 screens, Roe versus Wade gets overturned. And so we are amazed at what the Lord is already doing. And so when people see this film, this is a true story of the beauty of choosing life and adoption as an answer over abortion and death. And so Hollywood is working on projects to try to sway the heart of our culture to choose mm -hmm. abortion again. And we're we're presenting a true story of the beauty of life. So can't wait for people to see Life Mark. Alex and Stephen Kendrick here on The Intersection. You can learn more about the film by going to lifemarkmovie.com. Finally, on this edition of The Intersection, it's back to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. Christina Baker, the author of the book, Hope in 60 Seconds, Encountering the God of the Impossible, discussed the background of her 60-second videos on social media and what God has done in her life. Here now from that conversation is Christina Baker. In 60 seconds, I was sharing bits of my testimony, you know, living in a tent homeless on the beach when I was 15, getting diagnosed with a brain tumor, ending up, you know, on a downward spiral of drugs, going to jail, my case getting dismissed after I'd given my life to the Lord. And so I was giving people kind of like bite size, coming uh -huh. in going, this is what God did for me in the hardest moments of my life. And what he's done for me, he'll do for you too. And people just began reaching out is, can we read more about this story? And I always knew that I would write a book but I wanted to wait on the Lord's timing. And I knew during that time in the pandemic, I knew now was the time to just be able to expand on the story and share the things that you can't go into online with all of the details and walk people through that journey. The scriptures tell us that we've overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so I believe that when people hear the word of our testimony, people will turn their lives to the Lord and they'll have hope for mm. themselves in their own lives. And let me say this, that God has given you an incredible testimony, and you hit on some of the, the I wouldn't say the high points, I, I guess you could say some of the low points, which 
God actually used, or God has now shown his faithfulness and, and brought you out of. And, uh, and we give God the glory for that. Yes. But you've been given a testimony. I've been given a testimony. Everybody yes. listening to our conversation today has a testimony. And for those that might feel a little bit apprehensive about sharing their faith, well, that testimony gives us the perfect avenue through which we can share about the goodness of God and what yes. Jesus has done in our lives. So I think we can encourage our listeners today to really just be bold to share yes. what God has done yeah, in their lives. You never know what somebody's going through. Yeah. And people, one thing that I found and I've met so many people is is that people can, you know, we saw that during the pandemic. People can wear a mask and maybe they have to go through life like I'm and 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 mask their hurt or the pain that they're going through. But the moment you start sharing what God has done for you, it's not about us, Bob. It's about him. And it's about his presence. When we share our testimony, he comes and does in people's hearts what we cannot do. And that's what brings change. And so to your listeners and anybody that's listening right now, if God, if God has given everybody a testimony mm. and he's given you a testimony to be able to testify of who he is and what he's done in your life. So I just say, be bold, step out in faith because the scriptures say that the, that the just will live by faith. And sometimes we just have to get out of the boat, get out of the water. And I believe one of the greatest rewards on the other side of meeting Jesus is being, being able to share everything he's done for us. Well, the last time we had the opportunity to talk, you shared about the, and you referred to it just a few minutes ago, the situation involving being sentenced to prison, and you didn't serve a day. No, I just went to jail. <laughs> okay. I was, you know, I, I went to county jail, and right when uh, I had gone for sentencing, my lawyer was like, you know, you're going to do some time in county, and I was like, I can't go back, and he was like, no, you're going to do some time in county. Oh and I'm like, and it was the first time I had heard, I, in my spirit, um, the still small voice of God. And in faith, I stepped out to talk to the DA. And I said, long story short, I share more of the details in my book, sure. Bob. But sure. I, I go up to the DA and I'm like, I'm not the person that was in that car September 2nd. And I know you get a lot of people that come in here every day telling you that God has changed them. But really, Jesus Christ has changed my life. And I'm, I'm deeply sorry. And he's like, we all make mistakes sometimes. Have a great day. That was encouraging. <laughs> of course, my stomach, you know, I just, my heart falls in my stomach. And this was my moment of true surrender, Bob, because I, I probably thought I, I surrendered up until that moment, but it wasn't until I walked back into the courtroom where I was like, God, I'm, I'm asking you to take care of my son. Because my, my, my son was very young at the time. He was a baby. And I'll preach in jail and I'll share with everybody about you in jail. And so I'm like ready to for the bailiff for the bailiff to come and uh -huh. you know, put your hands behind your back and take me to jail. And my attorney walks up to me and he holds up a yellow piece of paper that changes the court the rest of my life and it says order of dismissal. And when I looked at that I'm a little confused. I'm like, Well, what's going on? And he's like you're free to go. Christina Baker here on The Intersection. Her website address is Christina, spelled C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, ChristinaBaker.com. 
Well, we are nearing the end of this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. You can find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the podcast, as well as the Meeting House radio program. You can find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple Podcast feed, Plus, you can find links to video content. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. You can also follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.